0: Welcome to the Everything Works Out For Us podcast. My name is Marina, and I'm so happy that you're here to join me on this journey of embracing a growth mindset that's grounded in gratitude and self-awareness. I'm an REBT mindset life coach, actor, singer, content creator, and the bigger sister that you always wanted. And I'm ready to start turning our mental and emotional roadblocks into roadmaps, maps. In each episode, I holistically utilize psychology, spirituality, and my own personal experiences to strive to empower you to step into your power and deeply connect to both your inner knowing and the world around you. Let's grow together welcome back to the pod everyone i received a lot of episode topic suggestions from listeners last week so i just want to thank you so much genuinely for all of your thoughtful vulnerable suggestions thank you for staying open-hearted with me in each episode and i'm so excited for the future to dive into your questions and queries and hopefully provide some helpful and healing insight If the pod is resonating with you, don't be afraid to share it with your friends or your loved ones who you think would also enjoy and give it a rating on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening. It really helps build our community of wholehearted listeners on this self-improvement journey. Kevin K. suggested that I cover the topic of how to stop comparing ourselves to others. Kevin Thank you so much for your suggestion. Comparison is extremely prevalent in our society that glorifies social media, filters toxic positivity, and rigid definitions of success. A lot of the time, it truly feels like we are forced to compare ourselves to others, like it's not even our choice, but I want to dive into the psychology behind comparison and understand the blessings and the evils of it, both sides, and how we can start truly living for ourselves instead of in the shadows of others. All right, so let's dive right in, right into the psychology behind comparison. It all goes back to our brain and our DNA and evolution, right? (laughs) So, Because humans are social creatures and way back when our ancestors' survival rate was higher in groups, our brain automatically starts to compare ourselves with others to see where we stand in a group and whether we need to take action to improve, to increase our chance of survival. And that is to this day. I guess you could say in one way social comparison is necessary right and useful because it's a way to understand ourselves more and see where we're at versus where we want to be but most of the time it feels like a detriment where we set unrealistic benchmarks for ourselves based on other people and we lose ourselves and we lose our happiness in the process and therefore we experience low self-esteem this easily spirals and snowballs. And the more that we lose ourselves in these unrealistic comparisons, the further we get from what we think we want. And that's the whole point of this episode today, right? Is how to avoid that negative downward spiral of comparisons of that trap that it's so easy to fall into. Well, there are two types of comparison. Mainly, there's upright comparison and downward comparison. Upright comparison is the most common when we compare ourselves to someone who appears to be better off than us. But I think it's important to touch upon the ways that comparison can be positive. I think that we demonize comparison and it doesn't always have to be that way. So on a positive side of things we can be inspired by role models. So we aspire to follow in their footsteps and they inspire us to achieve our dreams. These positive role models make it seem possible. Good role models, healthy role models, remind us of our own self-worth and build us up. And if we are lucky to know them personally in our real lives, then they can even provide us with insight, support, and guidance, and they can help us stay motivated. Good role models are people who align with your beliefs and values at your core, and they have your same principles. Additionally, with upward comparison, it's only positive when we do not fear being judged by our role model or the person that we're comparing ourselves to. That positive aspect quickly goes away when we are treated as an inferior, as opposed to someone who is capable of growing. So with upward comparison, if the person that we are comparing ourselves to does either treat us as inferior or is even just extremely different to us, like they have extremely different values, then that's when the negative effects start coming in. That's when we can lose motivation and lose hope and feel insuperior. When we're too different from our role models, or so we think, um, so we think our role models, or when we're made to feel less than, it can feel impossible to be like them. And that's when the spiral starts. So once those feelings of inferiority start to develop, our self-esteem decreases, and that's when we're more likely to experience depression. And this can obviously spiral very quickly. And then the more depressed and inferior we feel, the further we get from reaching our goals or our best selves that not that long ago seemed possible. If we know the person that we are comparing ourselves to, We also may be tempted to sabotage them, to bring them down to our level if we're really not doing well, or in order for us to raise ourselves up and feel superiority, um, then we can engage in toxic behaviors and try to bring them down. But we should never, ever have to bring anyone else down so that we can reach our goals. It doesn't work like that. There is so much love to go around and we do not have to bring anyone else down to get to where we need to be, period. So that was upward comparison, Um, but downward comparison is comparing ourselves to people who are worse off than us. Downward comparison can reduce anxiety and boost self-esteem, but it's a slippery slope. Because, again, we should never have to bring anyone else down so that our self-esteem can be raised. Downward comparison can focus very toxically on competition. So, for example, we can feel happy by comparing ourselves to someone who got a worse grade on a test than us. And then all of a sudden, we make up these feelings of superiority in our head because we're smarter and they're dumb um or we feel better about our audition because someone else's voice cracked but in reality it should never have to boil down to that you know we've if you're an actor i mean i'm, I'm sure we've all had shitty auditions and it doesn't mean that we're not talented people like i shouldn't have to My self-esteem shouldn't be rooted in the fact that someone else did quote-unquote worse than me in the audition, right? I'm sure they're very talented and it sucks that they had a bad audition. It sucks that that happened to them. I wouldn't want that to happen to me. Um, It doesn't make them better or worse than me. The comparison spiral needs to stop there. We can... Occasionally find positives in downward comparison, though, perhaps by learning lessons from other people's negative situations. So an example of this could be you saw your colleague get reprimanded at work for doing something, and so therefore you are not motivated or you are motivated to not do that action. So it's not like, oh, I'm so happy because my boss likes me better, but it's like, okay, let's let's use that as a learning tool, right? Or if you notice that your friend is fighting all the time in their relationship, it could potentially be a motivator for you to continue to participate in open communication with your own partner and to keep your relationship healthy. So again, it doesn't make you feel good necessarily or superior that your friend's relationship isn't going great, but it could be used as a learning tool that to kind of show you what you are doing well and to continue to do that. Um, And of course, you know, it's a whole other topic of you providing support to your friend, but that's not what this episode is about. I want to segue a little bit now into jealousy. Because jealousy, the green monster, is often comparison's toxic accomplice. The Merriam-Webster dictionary definition of jealousy is hostility towards a rival or one believed to enjoy an advantage. I believe that jealousy is fully rooted in insecurity. I mean, was there ever a time in your life when you were so confident in yourself and when you were so fully grateful with your own life and blessings, yet you were still jealous of what someone else had? I'm going to venture to say no. I know I have certainly not experienced that. When I'm happy with where my life is and confident in myself, I'm able to fully celebrate other people's successes and joys. I think that's the ultimate goal, right? That's kind of my ultimate measure, whether I'm in a good place or not, is when I can be genuinely, wholeheartedly happy for someone else's success. When I'm not, when all of a sudden I see myself feeling jealous or resentful of someone else's success, yikes, then it's time for me to turn on the, the, uh, the healing switch and to do some work. So people experience jealousy in many different ways. It manifests in being jealous of the seemingly glamorous lives you see with celebrities or influencers Um, jealousy can manifest in relationships which can lead to unnecessary distrust in your partner or jealousy can manifest in friendships relationships with colleagues family members etc their with their career paths or their lives in general so while jealousy like comparison is natural it's important for us to recognize it in ourselves and recognize what triggers the jealous feelings so if you know that scrolling through Instagram and seeing influencers who all look a certain way makes you feel insecure and jealous, maybe it's time to set some boundaries with yourself and not only limit the time you spend on social media, but really be mindful of who is healthy for you to be following in general. It's not shameful to admit that you can't help but wish you looked like a Kardashian or whatever, but dig a little deeper into these feelings why do you wish you look that way what are you really looking for is it the validation and admiration that you see them receiving how can you give that to yourself i think it's important to get to the root of that jealousy so we can start healing the insecurities and that's the only way that we can start to quiet the noise and yes this is going to be super uncomfortable and It also is just like, it sucks to recognize how deeply social media can be impacting you. And I didn't even really realize it for myself until I forced, I I feel like I was put in a situation where I was forced to take a step away from it, where I just deleted it from my phone for a good month. And all of a sudden I had all of this time and I was reading and I was learning new things and I was doing research and I was spending time with my friends and family and my head reached this level of clarity that I didn't even know was being fogged by the pressures and by the comparisons of social media. Um, I have also set time limits for myself on my phone now and I feel like a lot of people do like we'll set a time limit for 20 minutes on the settings part of our phone and it'll lock Instagram after those 20 minutes a day and then we just like, no, ignore for the day. But if you set those limits for yourself, push yourself and don't ignore them. Like you set those boundaries for a reason, follow those boundaries. Again, I can only speak for myself, but it, it really made a difference when I drastically decreased my social media intake. Um, there was far less people and less noise to compare myself to when I simply wasn't consuming it point blank all right um m- moving on for me I have always found myself most jealous when comparing my career to other people's careers that is where jealousy manifests the most for me So there have been times in my life that, I'm not proud to say that I've really struggled with being happy for people who are more successful than me, um, who book the roles or the shows that I want to be booking as an actor or that work for the theaters that I want to be working at, et cetera. And I'll start spiraling. I'll start comparing my looks and my talent to them. And I'll start a self-pity spiral. I'll start making up fake reasons why they must have booked the job over me Yada, yada, yada. It's horrible. It's, uh, I'm sure so many actors can relate. And even if you're not an actor, I'm sure you can relate in some sense. Um, And it's vulnerable for me to share because it's an icky side of me, but I want to share it because I want you to know that you're not alone in thinking these thoughts, whether it's about your career or your relationship or your looks or whatever. We all experience these feelings. I mean, if you don't, slay (laughs) maybe maybe this should be your podcast um but no I mean the whole point of me making this podcast was to share my healing journey with you and if I can make you feel seen um then that's all I want we're on this journey together right if I can do it you can do it too jealousy is a thief of joy jealousy does not feel good and acting on jealousy even worse even worse but jealousy is easy. So I challenge you to do the hard thing. Notice the jealousy when it comes up, acknowledge it, but stop associating with it. Stop feeding it. You can even speak to your jealousy as if it's a little devil on your shoulder. At your core, you are love and light, and jealousy is just a little evil vampire coming in to say, hey, and they're not welcome here. Jealousy, you're not welcome here. This is me. This is my heart. I am love and light. You're evil. You're not welcome. Instead, we're going to actively choose to focus on being happy for those people that we're jealous of. And 99% of the time, we don't even have the full story of them anyway. Jealousy, Picks and shoes. Sure, that person may have gotten that job that you wanted, but they're actually really struggling with chronic illness. And yeah, maybe that influencer went on an amazing vacation, but they're going through a really difficult divorce. But these people are not sharing that with the world, they're only sharing what they're excited about. And jealousy will try to convince you that everyone else is perfect except you and it's simply not true if i can bravely recognize that my jealousy is genuinely stealing my joy then i can redirect my focus on what i want to do to get that joy back the things that we're all seeking happiness love success peace laughter they're boundless they're not running out if someone else has them it doesn't mean that you can't have them too I wonder what would happen if you give someone a compliment next time you're feeling jealous of their appearance. Instead of putting your energy towards resenting them or wishing you looked like them, feeding that jealousy, what if you looked in the mirror and picked one thing you liked about yourself instead as well? Or what would happen if... If you congratulated your colleague on their promotion, let them know that their hard work was well-earned instead of complaining to your friends that you deserved it more. If you choose to have that inner knowing that you also deserve a promotion, but maybe they've been working towards it a little bit longer than you now, so this is their time, but your time is coming soon. There's so much positive energy to go around. There's so much success to go around. The well is not drying up and we all can have it. And when we focus on giving and spreading love to ourselves and to others, that's when we start repeating it. That's when we start receiving it back in bucketfuls. So... What action can we take on the daily to stop the negative comparisons and jealousy? Gratitude. (laughs) Yes, welcome back to the Everything Works Out For Us podcast, where most roads lead us back home to gratitude. (laughs) But it's true. When we're grateful for what we have, we don't long for what others have. Or at least we don't let what others have affect us in a negative way. When we're grateful for what we've got going for us, we're genuinely happy when other people are happy. So if you don't already, I highly recommend adding in a daily gratitude practice to your routine. Something small and simple and easy. It's better to form a habit that you'll keep than to expect yourself to do something unrealistic and time-consuming that you'll end up stopping shortly. So I love to incorporate what I call five grateful things right before I'm going to sleep or while I'm eating a meal, for example. If you have a partner, this can be a very special thing to share with them as well. Listening to what your loved ones are grateful for can be a beautiful bonding experience and their gratitude can inspire you to expand your gratitude horizons. But of course, your mindfulness and your gratitude is your own. There's nothing too big or too small to be grateful for. And some days, we simply don't feel grateful. And maybe we need to redirect our focus that day. That's okay too. I'm all about being realistic. But usually, it is in the times where I feel myself spiraling in a hopeless, lost cycle that my five grateful things practice really grounds me. On days like that, it'll be short and sweet. I'll be grateful for oxygen and for my next breath. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful that it was sunny today. I'm grateful for my best friend. And I'm grateful that my dinner was cheap and delicious. That's it. Literally took, what, 10 seconds and very easy things. Um, and on days when I do feel overwhelmed with genuine gratitude, or even if I'm just at a more baseline level where it could go either way, um, I I lean into the gratitude. I never ever 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 take my happiness for granted. I know how fleeting it is. And I feel so fucking lucky right now to have a job that I love, to be performing in a hilarious and heartfelt musical every week with a supportive cast and excited audience members, to be living in a city where so many of my loved ones are too, for my health and for this gift and opportunity that I've been given to start this podcast and have listeners, like it's, I'm I'm just... The gratitude is beyond me. I There was a time period not so long ago when I didn't think that this level of gratitude would be possible for me anytime soon. And I am not taking it for granted. Let me tell you that. So I breathe in every last bit of that gratitude and I let it overwhelm me. As I was journaling a couple days ago yesterday um the little voice of my intuition popped into my head I love her I love when she comes to visit um and it said you've been through too much to not be confident and I was like damn straight. I don't want to waste any more time feeling insecure about myself. Like the lessons that I've learned, the growth that I've had, the changes that I made, the way that I prioritize myself, that's how I'm able to shrug off the urges of comparison. Sure, I compare myself sometimes, I'm human, but I'm finding that the more that I focus on myself and what I have to offer, the less that I'm negatively impacted by what other people have. Focus your energy on comparing yourself to yourself, even. See how far you've come. Like, just comparing myself to the 23-year-old version of me, for example. I was so mentally unhealthy. I did not take care of myself in any way, shape, or form. I did not prioritize my well-being. I didn't know how to set boundaries. I allowed people to walk all over me. Like... Yes, I'm using downward comparison with myself now because I have allowed that version of myself to motivate me into the much stronger woman that I am today, and I'm really freaking proud of that. So if you do get the urge to compare, maybe try whipping out the self-comparison instead. I don't know, but reducing your urge to compare requires a mindset shift for sure and it requires a lot of self-awareness. So like I was talking about with jealousy, I've had to pinpoint what exactly I was jealous of and why that was triggering my insecurities in order to start working on them with a goal of eliminating jealousy and introducing genuine celebration of others and myself. A mindset shift that i've had to take on recently is my definition of success it's something i'm absolutely still working through it's a full process like years of rewiring but i'm realizing that if i'm going to tie my happiness to my perceived success that perception is going to have to change Growing up in a culture that really perpetuates financial success as the ultimate end goal, cough, cough, (coughs) late stage capitalism, um, on top of needing to make your passion your job and your main source of income has done some severe damage to my self-esteem. I went to college for acting and therefore it's been ingrained in my brain That in order to be successful, a.k.a. in order to be happy, and in order to prove myself, I need to make my living off of acting. And while that belief may be true in some sense of it, I'm choosing to change it at this point. Of course, making my living off of acting would be amazing, but... I, I'm changing my mindset around it because I've allowed for other people to decide if I get to be happy or not based on if they choose to cast me and pay me for it. So what I know to be true about myself is I am passionate about music, acting, art, performing, and I know that this needs to be a part of my life in order to feel fulfilled and happy, but I... Do not need to tie my financial success to this. If I get to perform and also work at a job that fulfills me in other ways that pays my bills, it doesn't mean that I'm a failure. I still get to be happy. I don't need to compare myself to someone making their living off of performing. They may be unhappy or unfulfilled in other parts of their life, but I would never know because they don't post the negative shit on social media, you know? we get to choose our own path and we get to choose our own happiness. It is not defined by other people's successes or failures. And sometimes the cold hard truth is that our own definitions of our personal successes and failures may need to change too. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to redirect what makes you happy? It's okay to continue to follow your happiness and to stop letting other people define what gets to make you happy. So, wrapping up this episode, I, like I said in the beginning, don't want to fully demonize comparison or make it the root of all evil because, like we covered in the beginning, when comparing ourselves to solid and inspiring role models, We can be genuinely motivated to change, and it can impact our lives in a positive way. And I I do think it's very important, actually, to have good, healthy role models that we can relate to, that we can aspire to be like, and that can give us actionable steps that we can take to become more like them. I think that's great, and that's very healthy, but it's so important to actively practice self-awareness and to pinpoint the negative comparison spirals as soon as they start, so we can disengage and release them before we begin to let it affect our self-esteem. And when it it's already affecting our self-esteem, when we aren't feeling too great, we know that we still have the full ability to reclaim our power, to participate in gratitude practices, to utilize positive affirmations, to remind ourselves of how far we've come and how lucky we are to still have so much room to grow because we can and will achieve the success that we define for ourselves. And I wanna reiterate that again. Reclaim your power by being the only person that can define your own success. And gently remind yourself again that just because someone else appears successful, It doesn't mean they are happy. Every day, I have to make a choice to not let other people decide whether I get to be happy or not. I was getting to a place where I was fully putting my happiness into other people's hands. And that's not fair to other people, and it's not fair to myself either. A director casting me or not casting me does not get to define whether I'm going to be happy in my life. I'm going to do what I love. I'm going to create creative outlets that fuel my passion, regardless of being at the top of my field. You know, comparison never allows us to know the full story of someone else's happiness anyway. Everyone's journey is completely individual to themselves. And there are lessons that we have to learn along the way to get to where we need to be. And And also to be able to fully appreciate it when we get there. So my loves, keep focusing on you. Keep doing what makes you happy. Keep finding what makes you happy. It may change. It may grow. Keep celebrating other people's achievements. It will encourage them to celebrate yours when you inevitably reach your goals too. Make room for your goals to potentially change and shift as you grow as a human. Find healthy, inspiring role models who can support you on your own individual path to the success that only you get to define for yourself. And remember, as always, no one and nothing is perfect. Stay in gratitude and enjoy your journey because everything works out for you. I'll see you next Wednesday.